0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Music and Life podcast, I am Ketch and this is episode 4, Apple of My Eye. So, hi guys, um, apologies for the late podcast, um, I've taken a bit of a break, it's been a busy few weeks for me, um, but it's also been a dead week in terms of, dead week, dead few months in terms of music, so there, is, there wasn't really much for me to be analysing about, but I'm back with a lot of music to uncover. Uh, I'm going to start with the t- the reason for the title of this podcast. I, to be honest, I was having a bit of difficulty trying to find an appropriate title um, based on what I'm going to be talking about on this episode. But I figured this song title was probably the best. So, Apple of My Eye is in reference to a song by, obviously, the US rapper Rick Ross. Uh, the songs from his 2017 album, Rather You Than Me. This is the intro song on that album. And is probably one of my favourite Rick Ross songs of all time. Now, <laughs> in this case, Rick Ross is the apple of my eye. Um, because this episode might just be a Rick Ross stan episode. Because, I don't know, I've been a huge fan of Rick Ross for years and I've mentioned him on my blog many times and every time he releases a track or an album, everybody remembers how great he is. But I think it's rare to have an artist still be making fans excited and still have fans wanting to hear what he's saying on the verse over, I don't even know how long he's been in the game, but I'm pretty sure it's over 10 years. it's rare and obviously the word legend gets thrown around very easily in in the music scene but he has the potential to be a music legend well a rap legend um but yeah I am a huge Rick Ross fan and for me music is about how it makes me feel so I've always said that for me that I really Listen to the lyrics of songs, I listen to the beats of songs, I listen to everything that makes and makes a song. And I take from that um, what it's given to me. And I feel that for every single Rick Ross song, I get I take something from it. And I think as a rapper, as an well, as a singer, as a rapper, as an artist in general, I think there's not much more you would want your song to do to the listener so I think Rick Ross is the best one of the best in the game and he needs to be shown his appreciation in one of his um verses from I think it was a meek it was a meek mill song with Rick Ross and Jay-Z another one of my favorite rappers and the song's called what's free which is obviously um influenced by the great Biggie's song what's beef that's what it's called what's beef i think so yeah
1: um
0: and in the song rick ross actually says over a decade i'd never nobody's favorite which is obviously him acknowledging that despite his talent he's still not really appreciated or he's not really considered when people are talking about great rappers so it's quite sad that he doesn't feel that he's getting his flowers um But yeah, I fully agree and understand what he was saying because in terms of... Listen, okay, let's break it down. For rap, right? For rap, there's three things for me that determine a good rapper or a good song. So, lyrics, production, delivery. And Rick Ross he has of course there are some songs that um the lyrics are controversial and I think they're just meant to be there for the for the ambiance, not necessarily to be taken in but for the majority of his songs he is he is the goat of luxury rap you listen to his music you listen to his songs and you feel rich basically um and he's excellent at that however he's also good at Going deep. Um, like I mentioned on his verse on What's Free, he is talking about how he feels. Um, so delivery is A1 when it comes to Rick Ross. You hear everything he's trying to say. There is never a doubt in what he's saying, and I feel like, especially with these new rappers, sometimes it's hard to actually make out what they're saying. Um, I don't know if it's the auto-tune they use or I don't know, but delivery is quite is quite hard now production i don't know whether rick ross is always the one that i, I don't know how he does it but there has never been a bad beat that rick ross has had here's pro- the production on every single one of his songs has always been top you know for a fact if you're listening to a rick ross song the production is going to be top top of the top best of the best and for some reason even when he's appearing on someone else's song even if the song is rubbish it literally is just not 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 good somehow when he comes on the song from his, with his verse he just he puts the pieces together it's just I, 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 I honestly I don't there isn't a rapper at the moment that gets me as excited as Rick Ross does when I look at songs and I see the features if I see Rick Ross as a feature the first thing I want to do is hear Rick Ross's verse literally um so yeah I think he's the apple of my eye (laughs) in terms in the hip-hop scene um so yeah that that is the reason for the title of this episode So in the past few weeks, there has been there have been a few major music releases. The first one being Gets, who released his album, his third studio album, and his first album from a label, if I'm correct, called Conflict of Interest. I wrote a review on it on my Music and Life blog website, so www.musicandlifeblog.com. So you can check that out but just to summarize it is an amazing album it's not a grime album it's a rap album i would say but he definitely shows his versatility on this album different songs kind of portray different versions of him my top three tracks from that album would have to be dead to me which i am still still blasting 10,000 tears with Ed Sheeran and Good Hearts which is more of a summer anthem but yeah in terms of albums this is what you would call a solid piece of work and it's also nice to see legends in their respective fields so Getz is considered a legend in the grime scene or in the in the UK rap scene still kind of producing high quality pieces of work his quality has not dipped at all um one thing I will say about albums at the moment is a lot of albums struggle with replay value so there's so many there's so many albums even as of last year that I really loved that I would have given high marks after reviewing it and then I look back now and I think am I even playing any am I playing one song from Those specific albums, I don't think I am. So I don't know whether it's because nowadays there's just so much music everywhere that people kind of get bored easily, um, or it could be a thing where the music now is not as high quality as some of the previous music, so it's very easy to get fallen, to, to fall off and to get forgotten about and to, you know, have it in the background but yeah, I think that, um, it's this particular album, I've still been replaying it. Um, so I hope that it's one of those albums that I still kind of listen to. For A good example of, of a legendary UK album would have to be Kano's T-shirt. Is it called T-shirt weather? I always call it T-shirt weather, but, um... Kano, who's obviously a UK grime artist, had an amazing project called Hoodies All Summer. That's what it's called. Um, Hoodies All Summer, which I still play till today. And that album came out in 2019. So I do think while it's not common for music to have a solid and high replay value, it's definitely still possible. So yeah. So yeah, check out Getz's album if you haven't already conflict of interest is out everywhere now he got to number two in the uk charts hopefully eventually he'll get to number one because he does deserve it but it's still a high achievement anyway um another artist i mean he didn't release music recently so partisan fontaine is a u.s rapper i want to say rapper but he also has an amazing voice so let's just say artist who has obviously now kind of been thrown in the spotlight even more because it's been confirmed that he's dating Megan the Stallion. And a lot of people weren't aware of Pardi before um, the news of him dating Megan came out. If you weren't aware of Pardy Pardison Fontaine aka Pardy, so yeah. Um if you weren't aware of him you should probably check out backing it up featuring cardi b which is a song that came out i think a few years ago it was one it is as of now his biggest hit um it was a banger um he also released a tape around that time i think it was 2019 he released a tape called underrated which i've actually gone back to listen to um a few weeks a few days ago and it's great there's a song with offset there that i think is my favorite um but yeah check partisan fontaine out he also has and i still love um an amazing brown skin girl freestyle that he did after beyonce released the song um he does actually name drop megan in the song so did you know he'd end up with her but um yeah i think he's very talented and i do hope that his talent doesn't get lost in this kind of being megan's boyfriend um news so yeah hopefully he comes out with something um new ariana grande has a deluxe of her album uh, i've talked about her album that was one of the, my favorite albums of last year ariana is immensely talented um so yeah in the deluxe of positions she's released a few more songs which i will admit didn't really kind of grip me as much but i think because position like the album was originally so high for me that any other songs you're gonna add to it that it won't change how great it is um so yeah if you haven't checked that out um but yeah that's really the main kind of music that's come out as of well prior to this podcast uh and yeah now I'm gonna get into all the new music that's come out Now to new music. So Drake's released released a is in EP or a project called Scary Hours Two on Friday, featuring with well with three tracks. Um, I wasn't too excited when I saw him release the cover because I feel that whenever whenever Drake releases a couple of songs in one go, so releases maybe sometimes he releases 2 sometimes he releases 3 um i feel like they're always throwaway songs so i was i didn't have high expectations for this and i was kind of proved right um i didn't like most of the songs on the project the only song i did like and was pleasantly surprised about was lemon pepper featuring None, none other than Rick Ross. Um, I think that rapping Drake is definitely my favorite kind of Drake. And on Lemon Pepper Freestyle, he really did um, kind of give us the best of himself. Um, Rick Ross absolutely, unsurprisingly, kills his feature. Um, Rick Ross and Drake have a history of having amazing music together um i'm sure most people kind of i'm surprised they haven't had a joint album by now because they have actually had a lot of um joint songs aston martin's they're scheming money in the grave diced pineapples gold roses i'm on one there's they have so many kind of songs that they're and they're always great so I hope I, I did hear that they were planning on making a joint album and I really do hope that that's the case um, Rick Ross could literally do a joint album with Drake and he could do a joint, joint album with Jay-Z and they would, they would be amazing I can just tell Ross and Drake do have amazing musical chemistry the way Rick Ross appears on on the beat is just insane like like i mentioned earlier rick ross can just annihilate any beat what like he can just he just glides onto the song like the song was made specifically for him It's, it's unreal i love drake's honesty on the verse as well he was kind of implying that he's too rich and he's too up to even start reminiscing on the times he was broke because it just doesn't make sense it's so far from his reality now (laughs) um i feel that drake is going into the lane where he's so far gone that when he raps it's not even some may think it's bragging but it's really just facts like there was even when he was talking about his son saying that he goes takes his son to school while his son's at school he makes he's made a, a million or a billion or it's just and the thing is you know he's not joking you know it's not a lie that's what that's I think that's what makes it more mad that he's actually being honest so yeah I mean whatever Drake releases you know it's gonna do well you know it's people are gonna love it so but yeah the other two songs definitely throw away songs I will not be listening to them again but lemon pepper, obviously named after Rick Ross's chicken wings, well, one of the flavors of chicken of Rick Ross's chicken wings from Wingstop. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great it's a great track. It also reminded me of there's a song that Rick Ross has where he says he wants fried chicken served at his funeral. <laughs> so every time i think of rick ross i think i do think of that verse and this song definitely reminded me of that for sure but yeah so that's new drake the album hopefully should be coming soon and i don't want to say i think it could be a monumental album but i think that this album will be interesting um kind of to see what direction drake even goes in because where can he go honestly um so yeah that's the new music from drake there is also a new song from ghanaian r- rappers artist Shorty Shorty. no i lied wrong person from ghanaian artist your Tog, um he's got a song well he's got a remix out of his hit song and it features stormzy and honestly i've had the song repeat repeat, sorry, since Friday Um I saw a preview when Stormzy went to Ghana last year last year, a couple I don't remember when it was, but recently and I knew that Stormzy would definitely do his verse justice Soret, the song's called um so yeah, check that out it's nice to hear um, Stormzy on a Ghanaian song it's Ghanaian drill so if you haven't checked that out check that out um there's another song there's another artist I should say that I've recently got stuck into his name is Shorty Shorty um he's an American artist he has a song called net worth which I've been I've had I found I stumbled upon by accident but it's been in my head since um I don't know like I mentioned earlier earlier there's some kind of trend with these new american rappers that they kind of all sound very similar they've got this whiny kind of um tone i don't know if it's the auto tune i don't know what it is but regardless his song net worth is very good um you should check that out another thing i want to mention so big sean has released the video to his song with Nipsey Hussle, Deep Reverence and I saw a few people comment on the fact that Big Sean's lyrical ability is sometimes underlooked, undervalued, underappreciated and I agree but I also think that every time Big Sean releases a project or he releases a song people say this and I think it's not so much he's underlooked. I think people just don't, a lot of people, I should say, just don't want to him because there is enough music out there. Big Sean has been there for a very long time Um, for you to kind of take in his music and listen to what he's saying. He hasn't really switched up on anybody. He's kind of been the same. If anything, he's getting more deep. Um, So there's really no excuse for you to not have taken in his music unless you just don't kind of gravitate to his musical to his style Um, and I think that's the case with some people you can appreciate somebody from a distance and not necessarily like their music I appreciate Kendrick Lamar from distance I do not like any of his songs um I appreciate Nas actually let me not go into that (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of artists you can appreciate but you just don't really like their music and I think that um a lot of people feel this for Big Sean I I like big sean i'm a big fan of him um i think that in the past few years he's definitely taken a spiritual side which is kind of demonstrated in his rap now he does go into things a lot deeper he does bear his soul a lot more and i and i do love the honesty now now when i listen to his music i think okay what's he trying to teach us this time and i think that For an artist like Big Sean, considering how he started, that is huge growth, huge growth. Um, So yeah, this song with Nipsey Hussle, Deep Reverence, he talks about his depression, he talks about his anxiety. It's a beautiful song, and it's one of those songs you really have to take in and listen. Um, The the video is, is, I love the video. Uh, Features Snoop Dogg, no other than the legend Snoop Dogg. Of course, Nipsey Hustle is no longer with us, so features many a lot of pictures of Nipsey Hustle. Um, while his verse is playing, Nipsey Hustle is really the perfect artist to have featured on that song. Um, because Nipsey has kind of always been all of Nipsey's hustle music, all of Nipsey Hustle's music has been deep, so yeah, he's the perfect feature artist for that song. So, yeah, if you haven't checked out that video, I really do love it. I don't know I think that Big Sean I don't know what he I think at this point you just like him or you don't like him um, there's not much more you can do but I think he is a great rapper I think he he takes things seriously and I think that yeah I think like I mentioned he's definitely taken a more spiritual path and I do think it suits him a lot more he makes meaningful music now and we need more of that so more for that so yeah that's the new music that's been coming out recently um so yeah check those out so just wanted to also talk about the four tracks that i'm loving at the moment Uh, an artist called jessica kin roots Second song, which I mentioned earlier, Drake and Rick Ross, Lemon Pepper. Third one, Your Tog and Stormzy, if I'm saying that correctly. And the fourth one, Big Sean and Nipsey Hustle, Deep Reverence. So yeah, check those songs out. Now, on to other things. Okay, so Coming to America... The sequel came out this, well, last Friday. Um, there's been a lot of hype around it, obviously, because it's been how many years since the first movie came out. I mean, I, I don't know why they thought to do a sequel, because I think that there are certain films that either don't need a sequel or should just be left alone. Um, I was excited to kind of to watch it, to just see what they do with it and i was thoroughly disappointed low-key insulted and yeah (laughs) it was not a good film you could give coming to america the benefit of the doubt because of the time it was released that americans or that people were ignorant in regards to africa right but in 2021, there is no excuse for anyone to still be ignorant about Africa. Firstly, Africa is a continent. It's not a country. So, yeah, that's that's one thing I want to reiterate. Um, secondly, the fictional country, Bermuda, Zemuda, that they talk about in Coming to America, fair enough, you can make a fictional country just like they do with Wakanda. But I think the problem with making fictional countries in a continent that has many countries, may I add, um, it's going to be hard to kind of to portray that. And that's demonstrated with the Americans pitching on the accents because what accents are they trying to, trying to copy? I really don't understand. It's exactly the same thing with Black Panther. Don't know what those accents are. And then some of these people in these fake countries have names that would imply they are from for example there was someone there with with a Nigerian name sorry it would imply they were Nigerian so it's just very confusing and I think that in this 21st century you really should be if you're going to make a, a false country then you need to do everything false you can't incorporate other things into it or just make a country and choose a country in Africa and stick to that of course it's a sequel so they have to follow on from what they did in the first film so I understand that but just for any future movies that plan to portray Africa um reason I found it kind of insulting is that so in the first film This is a spoiler, by the way, so if you haven't watched the first or the second film, I'd advise you to just fast forward this bit. (laughs) But yeah, in the first film, Prince Hakeem went to go and find his queen, right? And he didn't want to marry the woman that was in, I don't remember the country, but in his country. They portrayed this woman to be barking like a dog, bad. And I don't know in what country, women bark like a dog that is one thing that i don't get he then went to go and find his american queen fair enough yeah you don't always have to marry where you live fine this second film prince Hakim's son don't even remember his name he's gone and found him from america brought him back home claimed the throne um tiana taylor's character for example was the woman that this son was supposed to marry again they portrayed jana taylor's character as someone that lived in the country as somewhat not all, all there and i just think i don't know i just find it a bit insulting i just think sometimes a lot of american shows movies kind of portray not just america a lot of other countries kind of portray africa to be not only a country but to be filled with people with people that don't know what they're doing don't know what they're talking about to be have some kind of mental challenge to be to not understand things to be backwards and that's not the case at all and that's why if they chose if they actually stuck to a country that actually exists they could be able to portray a more accurate representation of a country in africa so yeah i wasn't really a fan of that and i think maybe because i'm more aware of things now um and I'm more in touch with my kind of roots it, it just didn't sit right with me um and again they it, it the film didn't make sense to me at all at, at all they were back in the times but then they had modern artists and they had ref- like there were songs where they were mentioning relevant like relevant date like it just didn't make it, it was just yeah wasn't a fan um so yeah uh, if you haven't checked out the film, I hope I didn't put you off, but um, check it out for yourself and let me know if, you'll, if you find the same things I found annoying. Um, but for the culture, obviously, it's a nice thing to see that these actors are still alive and well, still doing well, like still looking good. Um, and it's nice to, to see kind of the community joined together to be excited about a release so I guess there's positive things to that um another show that I need to actually watch is the Biggie documentary which is dropped on Netflix I'm looking forward to watching that um I watched Behind Her Eyes which is the one of the worst tv shows I've ever seen in my life again if you haven't seen it fast forward this this um it was a complete waste of time um if I known it was about magic, uh, I would not have watched it personally. Um, I hate the feeling of a show or a film that that has actually, that, I, that when I finish, I think I shouldn't, I didn't need to watch that because you can't get that back. So yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, don't bother. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I am looking for new shows to kind of get stuck into and new films to get stuck into. So if anyone has any tips, please let me know. But yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Um, I do hope you've enjoyed it. Again, I apologise for the delay. Um, Hopefully the music... I do think that March is kind of the beginning of the music year. So music is going to start rolling in now, thank God. Um, but yeah, do check out the songs I've mentioned, the albums I've mentioned. Let me know what you think. Remember to also check out the website www.musicandlifeblog.com, which is updated regularly with my reviews. I'm going to try and do some throwback reviews soon as well because I think that sometimes it's also good to look back on older projects. But yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And remember, music is life.